And welcome back to another edition of the Clagatil Veteran Podcast, my fellow Horned Toad listeners. This one is Season 4, Episode 9, and on Episode 9, we have a theme of Navajo royalty. And this is going to be a six-subject episode, so I'll try to keep it around ten minutes each. So the first one, the first segment, is going to be Royalty on the Res. The second one will be Miss Veteran Princess. The third one will be Miss Navajo Nation. Number four will be Mr. Navajo Nation. Number five will be, uh, sorry, Res Politician Duties. And finally, number six, Changing of Times. Well, Changing of the Times. And all these are just coming off the heels. These subjects are coming off the heels of um, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, the second who passed away earlier today, um, well, was it Thursday, uh, Thursday, September 8th. So, um, I, you know, this wasn't a subject I was going to, um, really cover so, uh, for the most part, but, um, I wanted to, because for a while I wanted to do a little bit more, uh, segments on, um, royalty. And this kind of seemed like a good time to do it because, um, I was very intrigued by, you know, the the royalty on the other side of the ocean over there. And um, this is kind of like a big, excuse me, it's a big moment for, well, not only the English people, but um, it's just history, news, you know, uh, the way the way things are now, you know, I could say that I was around to see a uh, to not, not so much see or witness the queen die, but to be around the times when a queen has died and her son, who had been prince for over 70 years, uh, finally became king. And, you know, that's how their whole thing is structured. So based off of all that, that's why I wanted to do this and talk about our, our own um, Navajo royalty. And that's why I wanted to bring up some certain subjects. But in a way, this is kind of a, a tribute to the that legacy that, you know, Queen Elizabeth left behind. But also, you know, she was a lady who stuck by, you know, the, mm, I guess the oath that she took um, as far as doing her duty and service to the people, which she really didn't have to do, according to what everybody has been saying. But the fact that she actually went out there and did it, I'm like well, damn, you know, we need more people like that on the res. I mean, not so much bringing royalty on the res, but just kind of having that type of a role model figure. So that's the kind of route that I'm going into with this. So let's go ahead and uh, get started with our first segment. This one will be royalty on the res. And here we go. Starting off our first segment of the night, this one is Royalty on the Res, which again, Season 4, Episode 9, with the theme of Navajo Royalty. And this segment is about how the Navajo tribe had a form of royalty years ago, and how things and time changed since then as the tribe now has a sense of material status. Uh, so basically... Um, 
my point about this whole thing is, like I said, you know, uh, just going off of what happened with Queen Elizabeth, I ended up talking to a veteran who worked at the embassy in in Europe. Uh, he was in the Air Force. And then, um, you know, he's even though he's back on the res, he does have like a little uh, a slight English accent. So I called him up earlier today and I asked him, I said, um, you know, what is your thoughts on, um, uh, well, first of all, it's just kind of being a, um, a jokester like I usually do. And I said, Hey man, one of your bitches passed away. And he's like, who's that? And I'm like, Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> so he, he kind of cracked up and, um, I told him, I said, you know, I was just wondering if he had known about that. He said, yeah, somebody he knew called him earlier and let him know. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just kind of wanted to know from his point of view, if he had ever seen or met the queen while working at that embassy, he said no, but I mean, he hasn't met her personally up close, but he said he did see her from a distance away. And she was like, I had a lot a shitload of bodyguards, you know? So I said, oh, okay. I said, well, I said, uh, I want to do um, a podcast on um, Navajo royalty. I was telling him and he was like, yeah, you should. And one of the things he told me to talk about was like a Mr. Navajo Nation. How come we don't have that? And I was like, all right, yeah, sure, man. I can definitely uh, cook something up with that. So um, in between, I've been uh, doing some yard work uh, and I was also uh, watching the news. And then my mom wanted some food, so I had to cook. And so I was kind of multitasking and um, I was watching the news and trying to just gather some information about you know, just the royal family and all that. And then, um, but anyways, going back to what he was telling me, he goes, years ago, the Navajos, I mean, this was before we started transitioning, I guess. I would say pre-long walk days. And if anybody knows anything about the history of the Navajos, it's 1884 was the roundup and 1886 was the release. Well, 1888 or something like that. No, 1868, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> 1864 to 1868, you know, the release. But um, everything prior to 1864, um, uh, apparently there was um, a structure, a structurized system that the Navajos were using in order to differentiate who was like the most important ones. Now, I would think that at the time, uh, holy people like medicine men, medicine women, they were the ones that were in charge, you know, well, not so much in charge, but they were regarded probably as royalty because they could speak to the other side and, and all the stuff I've been talking about so far on, you know, the podcast, just the, the extraterrestrial integration into our native ways and how it's based off of some of that and stuff like that. So, um, because these medicine men and women could probably talk to the spirit world, you know, the higher beings and stuff like that, you know, that's where I would think that they would be pretty much considered like king and queen. And then, um, you know, somewhere along that structure, um, I'm not exactly sure how it works out, but it's the structure of the hermaphrodites. Um, damn, I can't remember who was telling me this, but um, some lady was telling me, an elderly Navajo lady was telling me um, that um, the whole thing about this whole, the society we're in now about 
transgender and who has rights and all that. And uh, she was saying the only one who has true power. Okay, that's what it was. It was, it was about true power was hermaphrodites. And, and that's why I wanted to bring this up is because the royalty system, I'm pretty sure there's, um, books written on it or some Navajo scholar at the Navajo technical university knows a lot more, but I'm just skimming the surface. And, um, I just wanted to talk about like how, how things were back then, as far as, you know, what was considered royalty to today, you know, after the long walk. And when I think about what is considered royalty nowadays, we're kind of really screwed up as far as that goes, you know. And I, I guess there really wouldn't be a definite answer. I mean, just like anything you'd ask any Navajo, you ask them one question about one subject, you get like 70 different answers and some of them intertwine, intermingle. So, and then not only that, but the Navajo Nation is is split up into Arizona and New Mexico, which, you know, causes two different language um, type of, uh, there's a little, there's a little, like, in some words that are said in Arizona are not the same as is said in New Mexico. But anyways, that's beside the point. So what we've developed now is these competitions of, uh, princess. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in the next few, uh, segments. But the idea of having a princess is, you know, it's pretty groovy. You know, I, I have nothing against it, but there really isn't much to go off of as far as royalty. The only thing royal at this point would be in this day and age in the, in the year 2022, um, it would probably be mostly materialism and who has the most vehicles, who has the bigger big screen TVs, who has the most mobile homes. You know, it, it's all materialism. So I guess that would kind of be considered um, royalty, but not really. I mean, as far as, you know, looking at the way England um, has their royal family and you know, there's also no, I'm just, uh, there's also more. I know, obviously, there's other countries with royalty, but I'm just focusing on um, uh, England right now. But I know India, they have their uh, their prince and princesses and kings and queens like that over there. But theirs is more um, theirs is more based on just like how they uh, let's see how they rule and. You know, I'm just looking at Queen Elizabeth, and this is just one lady that for 70 years, man, she had a reign. Um, she had control over the um, her country. And uh, some of the news uh, programs, I think they were saying she was 21 when she took over. And another one was like, said that she was 31. I said, hey, whatever, man, you get your facts straight later, but... For now, um, that's where I was just kind of going with this, saying that um, basically if we did have, if we could bring back a Navajo structure of royalty, I would say the best thing to do is to have that royal family have a protocol, just like the regular English royalties, you know, where, you know, they set the standards and 
now that that Queen Elizabeth has passed on, her son, uh, he, he took over um, Prince Charles. I was calling him Prince something. I can't remember, but anyways, so he took over and now he's King Charles. Oh, I was calling him uh, Prince Philip and then King Philip. I was like, oh shit, that's the wrong dude. But anyways, uh, King Charles now, you know, that's, it's very interesting how that, you know, I, I just never really paid attention to all that because obviously I'm res and, you know, I'm not going to really worry about that. But the fact that this is, this has happened kind of made me take a step back and a second look and just kind of say, wow, that is, that is pretty interesting, man, because, um, you know, this lady has worked up years to have people just not so much kiss her ass, but give her all this respect. Now her boy is taking over and, um, it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little bit different because he's going to have to, I mean, I guess he doesn't really have to work that hard, but in a way he does have to work to get the people's respect again. But he's in his 70s, you know, and, um, and so he's got, what, about a good 30 years worth of leadership if he were to die naturally. Um, but then his 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 boy, uh, what's his name, um, Prince William, he takes over, you know. So, you know, all, that's, all that thing is already structured to the point where it's ready to go. And, you know, for Navajos... If we were to have a royalty system, and, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, um, even before Queen Elizabeth, you know, I, I, even before I heard that she passed away or before I knew she was sick or anything, I was just past few years, you know, thinking about the podcast, what I could talk about. And this was definitely one of them where I wanted to talk about Navajo royalty. And right now, the royal, another part of Navajo royalty that is a status, um, as far as materialism goes, is definitely rodeos, uh, rodeo events, bull riders, bareback riders, bronc riders, saddle bronc riders, uh, tag team ropers, cattle wrestlers, um, barrel racers, all that stuff. The, the whole gamut of what uh, rodeos entail. There, there are you know Navajo professionals, and people talk about them a lot, and. You know, I'm trying to keep up, you know, I'm trying to keep up with what what's going on in the world around me. But um, but this whole idea of bringing back a, a social structure of royalty, it, it would be kind of in my head. This is how I, I was always thinking about it was there'd be like one family group or maybe a nomination or something like that. That family gets to carry and hold kind of like a Miss Navajo Nation, kind of like a Miss uh, Navajo Nation presidency, maybe have a, a couple of years term or whatever. But I was kind of thinking, you know, not to be so much like um, the royals, because, you know, in a way, we really don't need to do all that. But as far as being having a social structure and a role model, I would suggest you know or i would think that the best way to do it would be to nominate a family and maybe kind of look at the statuses of all the of the top families on the reservations and say well you know this one and this one and this one will be the ones to carry on you know the leadership role because the reason why i say that which i'll, I'll cover in the, the last segment but it's just basically we don't have role models and we have 
um, what do you call those guys? <laughs> Uh, political elected officials for the tribe, like council delegates and stuff like that, Miss Navajo Nation, but they don't really stand for anything other than, you know, this is my status and this is what, you know, I'm going to do for you, which is just words, but really I haven't seen much. But anyways, um, <clears throat> so I could go on and on about this, but I'm pressed for time. So I'm going to cut this off right here and make it short. Um, Anyways, so I'll go ahead and move on to the next segment. This one is Miss Veteran Princess. 